Out of logically sound the podcast where we talk about things sometimes uh i don't remember the actual if i have an introduction to the show it's been so long it's essentially that just yeah. much better most of the time uh this is episode like seven or something yes we'll go yeah. with that mm-hmm. um i'm noah arnold uh and as always i'm joined uh by my co-host jacob donald bitter that's me that's him the man, the myth himself. Yeah, I, I could have introduced myself, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Eh, well, here we are. Mm-hmm. In any. Okay. Uh, and so, since it's an odd-numbered episode, I think you've got our quote. Is that the reason? Yeah. Because you picked our, you picked out our first quote, and I picked out the second, and it just kind of goes back and forth like that. I never remember. Well, it's me, anyways. So. All right. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was not. I like the the not really throat clear. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, This quote is from our good friend Oscar Wilde, and it goes as follows. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Could you say it one more time just for posterity? Mm. Mm. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. That's some slam poetry right there. Oscar Mm. Wilde is... Okay, so I read that quote, and the first thing that I thought of was that um, there's a Monty Python sketch with Oscar Wilde. Have you seen this? No. No, and he, where he says he says what is it the, um, oh, the only thing like the, the fancy guy at the party or whatever. Mm, it's like yeah. oh you're the talk of the town or whatever. He's like mm, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. And everybody's like ha ha ha, and he's like mm, very witty, wild, very very witty. And then somebody <laughs> responds like, ah, the only thing worse than being witty is not being witty. And then everyone's like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about playing squash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Oscar Wilde says, the only thing worse than playing squash together is playing squash by yourself. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> you did, Oscar. You did. <laughs> it's a funny bit. Uh, I didn't uh-huh. do it any justice. Look it up uh, sometime. Or we'll put it in the show notes, maybe. Sure. Um, yeah. If you're okay with that kind of humor. Um, in any case. Yeah. So the the quote itself, though. So the first thing I thought of after that. Uh, was how pretentious Oscar Wilde is. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I read this and I'm like, the mm-hmm. first and foremost. It's like one of those things that uh, that you'd see like on Pinterest or whatever. With oh, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean yeah. where I get all these quotes? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But probably not with like Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the background. Sure. Mm-hmm. Probably with like a, I don't know, a cliff or something, you mm-hmm. know? Or like, like something, something either really cool or really exotic. Like, like two cliffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel mm-hmm. Boringcliffe. <laughs> That's a reference to an old meme. <laughs> I loved those. Mm-hmm. I miss those. Okay, so I guess like my first question is then, what does it mean to live? Well, my first question is, 
how do we not just exist? From Noah.exe has stopped working. What do you mean by that? Do you mean like, how do we not just exist? Or how do we not just exist, you know? Yeah, I think it, it's kind of not quite in the maybe the way he was, Oscar Wilde was int- intending the quote, but it's like what mm. differentiates you from like an animal who just like does stuff off of instinct mm-hmm. a little bit, but it, that in a human way is how do you just not like go through life just almost passively like watching things go by, like how do you truly experience life? Mm-hmm. And I think the way that you do that is you have to find meaning, you mm-hmm. have to have something that makes you want to do more than just subsist mm-hmm. you're making a face because <laughs> the first thing i thought it was my, you could, the only way you can really experience life is by putting on your 3d glasses <laughs> what are you, what are you <laughs> i don't know it's not even eight in the morning this time mm-hmm. it's like a regular time it's four in the afternoon and your eyes, your eyes are, the are the size, size of, of a moon. spoon. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. That song goes, it's nine in the afternoon, right? Who says nine in the afternoon? It decides like, to make a song rhyme. You, Why do you hate songs? <laughs> I don't it's hate just like, Is that a thing just, for you? No, it's just you like it's to that, like philosophy. That specific upon lyric. And I'm like, I've always found it just very, weird. They don't make sense. And, like, they don't have to make sense. No. It's art. But no. I hear nine in the afternoon, I'm like, maybe I'm more, maybe I'm Plato. Maybe I don't like art mm. because it's an imitation of an imitation or something. Are you just a machine? <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> yeah, when I have to, when they have that little box you have to tick that says, prove you're not a robot. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> ask your uh, roommate. <laughs> uh, ben, can you click this box for me real quick? Okay, but back to the quote, though. The, how do we not exist? You talked about something about, like, we have to uh, have experiences rather than... Or you have to have something that makes you want to experience. Sure. Oh, you have to find meaning. That's what you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what kind of a mood I'm in today. <laughs> so what if that meaning is just cheese doodles? <laughs> Well, that I, that was kind of getting going to get into my next thing is you. A lot of people will say like, "Oh, what like the important things of life are like the little things, mm-hmm. like cheese doodles." Yeah, exactly. Like you don't get your cheese doodles after your long day of work, and that's what gives you your one little molecule of serotonin or whatever sure. that gets you through every day. Yeah, getting a cheese doodle high. <laughs> I mean, uh, for, that's not like every day, but for some people, mm-hmm. that's like what gets them through. You know. Sure. A rough period or you point to things like, you know, your family or if you have a fulfilling career, mm-hmm. things of that nature, mm-hmm. those things are supposed to give you meaning in your life. And that's how you get through. Mm-hmm. And I think Oscar Wilde wants you to go even above those things. He sees maybe those things as more trivial um, and wants you to experience an existence that is full of just wondrous things to behold, whether it's experiences or objects or people that you meet Mm. that's how he wants you to live i don't know what do you think about something like that i think the great philosopher oscar wilde is a little bit full of himself but Mm -hmm. though he wrote the importance of being earnest right yeah that was really fun tremendous play fantastic so i don't know like do you know what the context was around the quote 
or do you just kind of find it somewhere and say, oh, that's interesting? Yep. Okay. Um, so I, I would be interested in figuring out what the, like, why he's, like, who he was saying it to. Sure. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters who he said it to, though. Yeah. Because people don't take it in the context. They just look at the quote and take that's it as fair. it is. That's fair. So. I guess that's kind of how we're doing it. That's kind of how yeah, we do this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've destroyed the entire reason for being. Um, so you were saying finding meaning in the things. Or not even just things. Mm-hmm. It's like like experience or like the unique aspects of the world. Or sure unique experiences you're going to have or just indulgences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not John not Tetzel. Of the, yeah, not of the John Tetzel pride mm-hmm. variety. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's the, those things that give life meaning, those experiences, those interactions. I don't know. It's interesting to think about, I guess, the um, the little things that give life meaning. Like, um, So for a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. in big air quotes, yeah, I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions because I think a year is a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a quarterly review. <laughs> Are you just like a, you're just a walking corporation, aren't you? <laughs> it's not so much quarterly. It's like it's uh, it's more of a trimester. Sure. Because um, mm-hmm. it's like because I mean, since we're in school, I've got kind of like three main chunks of sure. time. I've got first semester, second semester, summer. Sure. And so it's easy enough to say like, okay, what can I work on this semester? What can I work on during the summer? What can I work on second semester? You know, Mm -hmm. and one of them for me was to start a gratitude journal. Because I've just, I've just read a lot of stuff about gratitude journals. And Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you know, like forcing yourself to think about the things that you're thankful for just kind of makes you more, makes you more thankful and it makes it easier to um, appreciate those things. Yeah. It makes it easier to appreciate things and just appreciate life in general. Mm -hmm. It makes you less bitter about the world. Makes you what? It makes you less bitter about the world. Okay, go on. Or in your case, it makes you more bitter about the... I'm not... We'll continue. Yeah, so the idea there being... It just makes you... It makes you more thankful. It makes mm-hmm. you le- less complainy, I guess. Right, because I've realized too that like... Complaining about things isn't a personality. No. You know? It's just like... You're just negative. Mm-hmm. And... Like it doesn't do people good. It's I think it's it's kind of the whole. If you see a problem, like I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but if you see an issue with something, mm-hmm. not just being able to point at an issue, mm-hmm. um, but like trying to find a solution for those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But it's just like railing on whatever you can that you don't necessarily like. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, sometimes, like yeah, you're just like commiserating with somebody or just getting to know someone just to like lower some of those barriers. That's mm-hmm. something you can do. But when that's just your whole being is yeah. just ragging on something, I think there's more to life than just, than just complaining. complaining, you know, like there are a lot of just good, like little things that make like your day worth it or just mm-hmm. more than you just floating through the universe a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the trick with the gratitude journal as well is once, cause like if you're just thinking about, if you're just complaining about things all the time, then everything is just going to feel more awful because that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you do. Yeah. But I mean, we all know people that are like that. And I mean, I've been like that yeah, myself no. before. Like I, mm-hmm. I won't say I haven't just like sat down and whined and moaned about something for a while and mm-hmm. then gotten up and left and not 
been quite sure what I got out of the conversation. Yeah, exactly. And those aren't like the conversations that you remember either. No. Mm-hmm. Those are just kind of like the day-to-day, like, ugh, like I can't believe traffic was so bad today, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, it's like maintaining those relationships mm-hmm. like in that way. It can be like used and useful. Mm-hmm. Like I know sometimes my roommate and I will just start yelling kind of <laughs> at each other, but like about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both kind of understand that we're just kind of yelling to like, like as a form of catharsis. Mm-hmm. Just get it out of us. I think I used that word that I didn't know what it meant the last time on the podcast. Yeah. Catharsis. No, catharsis. That's yeah, that's, that's how you use word. it. Wow. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But no, and that's a way to grow like grow our relationship and then just like take that stuff off of our chest and then leave it there mm-hmm. kind of too or be able to move past it. So in that way, it's a form of just helping you get through the daily grind. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't keep you in that state of hating and misery or whatever you want to oh, call it. Oh, for sure. Because catharsis is very important that you can mm-hmm. kind of like be relieved of all those awful feelings. Mm-hmm. Like in a gross way, it's like when you like are like feeling nauseous for and a long you, time. And, and then, then you, you finally and, puke. And then you finally do it. And then you're like, ugh. And then you get that cold sweat. You know, yeah. you're like, I, wasn't, I didn't even know I was sweating. Yeah. And, so. and then you're like, mm-hmm. now I feel kind of okay. <laughs> Cause you've just been feeling this like churning for so mm-hmm. long that it's, I hope we haven't turned off too many listeners. Right? With it's this. like when we fed on. you salt. Yeah. When you fed me salt. <laughs> <laughs> have we told that story on the podcast? Yet? I don't think we have. You should tell it. Um, so a little bit of context. This was what? Senior year of high school? Junior yeah. year of high school. Uh, no, it must've been junior year. Junior year. Cause you guys were on top floor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Junior year of high school. Uh, we were playing, I guess the worst game of truth or dare. Uh, or just not a very good one. Yeah, <laughs> not the worst. It just kind of a why. And I I took a dare at one point, and it was to uh, eat. It was over a tablespoon of salt. It was a it lot was, of salt. It was a lot of salt, and so I, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, what's salt gonna do? You mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out a lot. It didn't help that I'd eaten like half a pizza, maybe half an hour earlier, and I was just kind of. I was like. My mouth just felt salty for a while, and I was trying to drink water to like get rid of it. Fun fact, uh, warm water and salt is a saline solution, and they use that to make people puke. Uh, so there was a little bit uh, after a while. I was like, hmm, I think I kind of got to go. You were drinking warm water? Yeah, it wasn't cold water. Why weren't you drinking cold water? Because that was the water that was available there, oh, and I didn't true. think to, yeah. I just never think of drinking warm water. Yeah. No, it was just like it was just there was a water bottle there and it sure. had been sitting there for a while. So it was no mm-hmm. longer cold. Though apparently warm water is better for you than cold water <sighs> because it takes your body less energy to actually. And plus you can drink warm water faster, I've noticed. Like cold water. Like, ugh, I don't mm-hmm. In any case. So yeah. And then I popped off to the bathroom, did a quick little puke. Uh, I came back. I'm like, you know what? I feel a lot better. It also kind of helped that the do I want to add? Do I want to leave this part in? The uh, the bile kind of like cleaned out the the salt salt taste. Do I want to leave that in? You can keep that in. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, this is enough puke talk though, probably. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the story of how uh, I never wanted to eat a spoonful of salt again. But yeah. I've I've noticed sometimes I feel like if I have just like a little bit too much salt on something, I'll get a little bit nauseous. Yeah, and I wonder if that's a yeah, I, consequence I would, of that, or if it's something I totally, that I already had. Uh, and now I'm just noticing it no, more. I remember we, because you left for, it wasn't like you just popped off and came back. You left for a little bit. 
and we like because you said i think you said you weren't feeling very good mm. um, and we like looked online we're like how much salt can like kill a person <laughs> and it wasn't like we gave you close to that amount sure but it wasn't like we gave you a little bit of salt either <laughs> no. so we were like shoot shoot <laughs> um, bunch of dumb high school boys yeah, that's what that was in a room together yeah terrible no but i uh, thinking about your gratitude journal like what sorts of things do you like try to put in there without being you know terribly intrusive or specific um so the way i have it set up is i have um and there, there are a million ways to do it mm-hmm. but the way i do it is i will like one page is for a week mm-hmm. um, i just use like a regular notebook sure i don't do any any of them fancy like 20 dollar gratitude journals you got to buy online or whatever yeah um, they have a fancy cover and that's about it yeah basically mm. uh sometimes some of them have prompts yeah. oh. like that could be that could be fun because like i've seen the, those five-year journals or whatever mm. where it's like you answer the same prompt uh on, oh, the, same on the same day, day for five, five years, years. Yeah. yeah which and then you do uh a leap year twice maybe <laughs> um or maybe you just don't on a, a leap day who knows so you get to save those pages for the next one you need yeah yeah so i have it set up uh, a pages a week and every day i do just three three sentences like three different things that i'm thankful for and they don't have to be they don't have to be big things uh, they can be big things they don't have to be like from that day specifically but typically they are and so it has ended up being kind of a like a regular journal as well sure. just like a very quick like mm-hmm. hey this is kind of what happened uh this day but then like at the end of the week uh there was some more space at the bottom of the page i'm like oh i'll just leave some space here to expand on something from the week mm-hmm. uh that i'm particularly thankful for so it's not it's nothing very taxing it's like it's something that takes me about like five minutes absolute maximum at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but it's i don't know i found it kind of nice i haven't done any like statistical analysis on how thankful i am or whatever with the the control group and a placebo and uh Mm -hmm. etc etc um how do you do a placebo thankfulness journal um but yeah that's just that's kind of how i've had that set up no i I think stuff like that is for some people i think it can be very useful Mm -hmm. um especially people i know like you and i who maybe are a little bit more reflective like that Mm -hmm. um or just like it's good to think back i think especially if you're thinking of good things too Mm because that's what you want to be able to look back on Mm -hmm. is all the things even little things that you can be thankful for um What's one of the things I want? I want you to give me like a little thing that you're thankful for. A little thing that I was thankful for, yeah. um, or just at like at all anything little thing that you're thankful for. Sure. I've been, I've been so, thinking about those a little bit recently too. Yeah, um, I guess like the other day when it was like crazy cold mm. and my car started, <laughs> like yeah. that was just the, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is nice, you know? Yeah. Or like one a, a couple of days ago where I got out of work early, and mm-hmm. so just like it. Again, it's nothing major. Or yeah. sometimes it is something a little bit more major. Like when my sister came to came for a college visit mm-hmm. um, and I got to hang out with her for yeah. a little bit. Like that that went in there. Yeah. So that was that was a little bit bigger thing. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. yeah. So it all kinda it kind of varies. Yeah. No, I was thinking about like what what, what little things do I just enjoy, period. Mm-hmm. Because uh, people do say that a lot, like the little things that are would make life worth it. Mm-hmm. Which is somewhat true. And one of the things that remind me, re- reminded me of that is about what, like one of my favorite weather phenom- phenomenons is just like freshly fallen snow. Okay. And being outside. Oh, like yesterday? 
Yeah. What is all just like kind of fun and glittery? Oh, it's fun and glittery. Just like, like aesthetically it's pleasing, but then it's mm-hmm. also just, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, that's like one of my favorite feelings to experience is silence, mm-hmm. I think. And so it's like silence and beauty at the same time, or I think something I find profoundly beautiful. I've always lived in cold climates. So going outside and playing in the snow, it's dark. Uh, you like your porch lights on mm-hmm. um, your mom's inside making hot chocolate and you're outside in the snow mm-hmm. um it's coming down it's just peaceful serene and a lot, like oftentimes it's just like not a lot of people either or you just can't hear them mm-hmm. and it's just nice yeah so two things with that one last weekend when i was at work i work as a server at a major chain restaurant that i'm not going to say here and so there just the other night it was crazy hectic and I was just I felt like I was about ready to explode. The garbages needed to be taken out because like normally we do that um, like the first cut servers usually have to do that, you know, once they get cut. But nobody was cut yet because it was busy and we just had a lot of people. So a lot of trash. So I went outside to take out the trash and I was like, oh. There's no, like, I kind of hear, like, the hum of the, the heating unit and everything, but it was just kind of like, there's nobody out here. There's no noise. I'm just going to stand out here for a minute. Hopefully nobody notices me. <laughs> so it, was, it was just kind of nice to be away from all yeah. of that for a moment uh, and just kind of uh, get my bearings again and pop back in. Yeah, no, I had a similar experience. Our senior year of high school, senior year of high school, when we had that student council dance, Oh, sure. Yeah, which was, uh, if you're, it was all right if you were there. If you're running, it was a nightmare a little bit. Oh, see, I had a, I had a blast because I was helping run it. And so that was the... The, the problem, like, we were supposed to get pizzas and stuff, and they came in waves oh, and stuff, yeah, and yeah. I was a, a mess, and I was doing tickets and stuff. So I was like, oh, sure. I was, like, so, yeah, busy, you were on and I was like, I was getting drinks, so I was really, like, taking out trash. So I was doing a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, after we, like, had gotten all the food out and, like, there was just trash in the bins and whatever, I got to... You know, take some of that stuff outside. Mm-hmm. And it was nice, freshly fallen snow and stuff, too. And it's just a moment of reprieve for mm-hmm. me, too. I think I did something similar to what you did. Yeah. yeah. It's nice just to be able to step away from it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the other thing I was thinking of was uh, two years ago. It was like one in the morning, maybe. And Ben and I were doing homework. It was like middle of winter. And it was pretty windy. Like, it was kind of windy outside, but not windy enough that you hear all the, you know, mm-hmm. out the windows. The specters, yeah. And we had like a, we had our Christmas lights up uh, and I had, uh, I think I might've had Bing Crosby playing or something, <laughs> you know, just one of those. Uh, and we were just kind of chilling yeah. and doing homework and it was just, it was just cheery. Yeah. Right? It was very chill. And then uh, one of our other friends came in and just like started chatting with us and he kind of told us his, like he told us his life story a bit and it was just, it was very chill and mm-hmm. very nice. And it was, yeah. It's one of those things that I don't think about often, but when I do think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was really no, nice. It like, it like grounds you in a mm. way. Like you're not just a person doing things, like you're experiencing things mm-hmm. in a unique way. That's just, you know, it's, it's you, mm-hmm. you know, and you just get to see something pretty cool happen. Yeah. And so I think back to the quote a little bit, I think that like living, like part of living is being able to reflect on things. Because mm-hmm. if you're not reflecting on anything, you're just kind of moving. Sure. Um, and I understand the mentality of like always moving forward and, you know, not getting too dragged down by the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're not reflecting on anything that you're doing, then 
I guess, what does any of it mean to you is what I'm wondering. Um, and I know we're both very reflective people, so mm-hmm. this isn't much of a debate between the two of us. We're, uh, but yeah. I would be curious to hear from someone who isn't super reflective mm-hmm. and see what their take on it is. This is the plug so that if you can, uh, if if you're not a very reflective person, feel free to tweet in to yeah. at Ill Sound Podcast uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. or email us at uh, illogically sound podcast at gmail.com. Or just talk to us in real life if you know us. <laughs> but if you don't know us, don't talk to us in real life because that would be weird. I think it's important to not put too much weight on those little things. Because so. mm-hmm. if that's like, that shouldn't be all you're looking for necessarily is like working these they're not necessarily trivial sure um, but like if you're just searching for the little thing in life mm-hmm. there are big things that give you much more joy if they're not much more work too like sure things like a family or a good like a, a good occupation something you like to do mm-hmm. those things help flavor your life more fully oh for sure and it's hard because you could say the the lack of those things make those little things bump out more. But mm-hmm. the converse can be true as well. Like just having a solid base where your life does have meaning. Mm. It just makes all those little things that much better. And I'm thinking even more broadly than to what makes those big things important than to is not just that they're big things in your life. Because finding meaning, your whole or most of your meaning in something like a job or wealth or even your family for that matter is ultimately it's a fuel effort because you're making those mm-hmm. things a slave. Do you understand what I'm saying? Expand on that a little bit. Like putting those things as what makes you happy or what gives your life meaning is thrusting upon them the responsibility to continue to do that. Sure. In this world, you just don't have that confidence that those things are going to continue to be there. No. Like, you can't be assured that your family mm-hmm. structure is always going to be the the way it is. You can't be assured that the job that you love is going to continue to be that way or that you'll have the amount of wealth that you have currently. You're almost guaranteed that all of those, those things, things will are, change. Yeah. You, yeah. And they could, they could even change for the better, but they also could change for the worse. They're just, mm-hmm. they're volatile. Mm-hmm. So then... Even something, I think, as noble as wanting or to like give a good life to your kids mm-hmm. or your family is ultimately potentially setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Because even if you succeed in that, uh, it's like, you know, when you win the big football game um, and everybody like lifts you up on their shoulders, you know, and then after the game, you know, they put you back down mm-hmm. and then you got the math test the next day that you didn't <laughs> study for. You know, because life keeps moving on without you. Yeah. Um, things don't always stay this the way that you want them to be. But that's where, you know, faith comes in. Because mm-hmm. you have something solid and unchanging and wholly beneficial that you can hold on to forever. Mm-hmm. And it makes those big things in life that much better because you can revel in the good things um, and understand that you have more than just the bad experiences too. Yeah, you don't you don't have to get caught up in that. Like, wow, this is my entire reason for being, and now it's all crumbled to pieces. What do I mm-hmm. like? That's not to say Christians can't have crises. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but if you're grounded in your faith, it like it gives you a way of coping with that 
in a way that nothing else does. And I mean, that's not to say that coping with, uh, that's not to say coping with this world is the, the only reason to have faith, of course, but it's a, it's a really nice, uh, side effect of it. Yeah. Right. It it gives you the the ability to, I think, fully enjoy the things in life that the way they they can be enjoyed in this side Mm -hmm. of heaven. Like, God did not give man work so that he would be miserable, you know. Mm-hmm. God did not give the family so that they'd have to worry about meeting, getting to ends meet at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. There are supreme blessings in all those things. And uh, because we live in a sinful world, there are all these writers on the back trying to bring him down. But in the light of faith, you can see those things properly and appreciate the blessings as best you can. Yeah. Yeah, because we know our our joy isn't dependent on those things. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. yeah, that's why they're, they're they're blessings. Yeah, it's all dependent on Christ and what He's done, and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also a good like little blessing, mm-hmm. like when you get like hot chocolate, like that, that you make with milk. You know, not the water mm-hmm. stuff. Not the no no, and then you put Never. Like, if um, you. If you make hot chocolate with water, I'm really trying to get interaction with this episode. Can you tell? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you make hot chocolate with water, tweet in and tell us why you're wrong. Right? No, yeah. it's the wrong way to do it. No, try. Okay. If you're lactose intolerant. Understandable. That's totally fine. I feel sorry for you that you are not able to fully experience hot chocolate. However, mm-hmm. if you're not, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had like really good hot chocolate? Mm. Or do you just use the Swiss Miss packets with the fake marshmallows in them? Okay, I I don't like the Swiss Miss packets because <laughs> I like I like the Swiss Miss bucket because then I can put in as much oh, as I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like the Swiss okay. Miss packets because I feel like there isn't enough in the packet to make me actually taste anything. Or I, maybe I, I th- just make my hot chocolate okay. too hot and so then I can't taste it. I don't anything. even think it's that. I think you might be using too much milk. Okay. But they say like six ounces or whatever, and I do yeah. the six ounces, and then I'm like, "What is this?" You know, you gotta like it's 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 definitely a ratio thing. Okay, but it's not even just the hot chocolate. It's like when you put uh, what's it called, like horchata stuff. Not even horchata. It's cinnamon. It's cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah, you know cinnamon. Yeah, the, like the spice c- cinnamon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's even better when you do rum chata. It's like, do you know what rum chata is? I know of rum chata. <laughs> It's a it's like, liqueur? Yeah. Oh, mm, hello. That's right. a word that I it's know. It's fancy. And it's like cinnamon and it's like, it's milk-esque, but sure. it's like, it's horchata, which is okay. like a, kind of like a rice, not really tea. I don't really know what it is, but like a rice flavored milk tea, something or other. Okay. Very tasty, especially with the cinnamon. The cinnamon kicks it up a notch so, and it makes it even more creamy. And you're wrong if you have any other opinion. Okay. So I just want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Horchata. Not alcoholic. Rum chata, yes, alcohol. Sure, yeah. Okay. I just wanna I just wanna make sure I get that mm-hmm. right. So when I go to the store or whatever and ask somebody for like, hey, where's your horchata? I'm not asking Well, I think horchata is like the drink, so you have to make it. Okay. In a certain way. Sure. Um so it is for like a rice milk? Or something, yeah. It's, Interesting. Yeah. How do you milk the rice? Ah, I think they got little uh <laughs> little machines uh, yeah, for little it. Little machines for it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just like they like it's like the almonds ones. They yeah. were used for almonds, just really small. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like shrunk down. Mm-hmm. Sure. Man, te- the wonders of technology yeah. that they allow us to have to milk rice and have almond farms mm-hmm. in California. 
beautiful. You know my thoughts. Do you like do you like any of that alternate like almond butter or anything like that? Soy milk? Um any of that sort of stuff? I don't like regular like silk milk or whatever, you know? Oh, because it tastes like the chalk? Stuff. Yeah, I don't like the regular stuff. The vanilla stuff is good, yeah. but that's only because it's been sweetened. So mm-hmm. my thoughts on... Um, well, it tastes like, like liquid frosting, essentially. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts on alternative milks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts on alternative milks are uh, the same as my thoughts on coffee. Mm. Uh, I don't like it straight, but if you make it a dessert, then it's fine. <laughs> I can I can get behind that. I don't like. Do you you don't drink coffee? No, I don't. No, I, do you I'm drink? not a slave to the bean. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Do you? My mom listens to this. You, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> do you um? Do you drink a lot of caffeinated stuff at all? Really? I try not to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly just drink water. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll have tea. Adult water is the true adult beverage. <laughs> you come to learn as you get older. It's just good. Water's good, right? Yeah, and it goes with everything mm-hmm. except maybe cereal. Like, I'm not saying put water in your cereal. <laughs> that's that's the. Uh, uh. But like, if you have a bowl of cereal, like I feel like I need like juice or tea or something sure. with that. I feel like I can't just drink water with a bowl of cereal. Well, well cereal. And then by, by, now somebody's yeah. gonna correct me and say, "Well, actually, I was eating breakfast with you one time, and you had a yeah, you had a glass yeah, of water with whatever. your cereal." And well, I'm gonna say cereal, hey. like by kind of like. I don't want to say by definition, but by definition <laughs> is like a breakfast food. Mm-hmm. And so like you, like a can, like orange juice and, or whatever, apple juice, whatever you drink for breakfast with that cereal. Mm-hmm. But I, I've come to realize you don't have to eat breakfast food for breakfast. <laughs> breakfast is a social construct. Yes. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, why don't, why don't you make something more delicious than like, I don't know, eggs also, half of breakfast foods are just. This is. I think there's like a whole is it Jim Gaffigan. I think there's a whole sure. Jim Gaffigan bit on like how <laughs> half of breakfast foods are just cake for breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Um, yeah, so we, muffins, pancakes, mm-hmm. uh, French toast. A little bit different, but I mean, you're just you're soaking a you're soaking a piece of bread, bread and some in. egg. Yeah. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> Do you like? Weird. I don't. I don't really like French toast. Uh, I'm a big French toast. Guy. Really. French toast sticks, those are good. Like yeah. those fake ones we have? Yeah, yeah. I don't Just, like those. Oh, it's, I've, I love it when they're all doughy. Mm. <laughs> you, man. Somebody's no, going to I guess, me. like, if you can do them well, they're pretty. Like, I guess with anything, if you do it well, it's good. That's mm. why people eat it. But I, I don't know. I just don't have French toast, good French toast very often. Sure. You ever had a crepe? Yeah. What is a crepe? It's a flat pancake, I guess. I've had, okay, I've had Swedish pancakes, which are basically crepes, mm-hmm. but I think there's a difference. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but Swedish pancakes are just Swedish like, crepes? Because, like, my mom doesn't like regular pancakes, mm-hmm. um, and she, like, we don't have the right stuff to make regular pancakes mm-hmm. either, and plus Swedish pancakes way easier to make, and you can just kind of, like, you know? Okay. And then... Slather some uh, lingonberry on the inside. Roll it up. Ooh. Oh, you're a lingonberry person. I'm okay. very much a lingonberry guy. Yeah, that I is will very go to Swedish. Ikea just for yeah. lingonberry. Mm-hmm. That uh, lingonberry lefse. Man, good stuff. Krumkaka. I've never had lefse. I've never had. There's something else too that everybody's like, oh, it was make this because it's uh, Scandinavian. Yeah. Like, like something with krumkaka. No, something with potatoes or something like that. Potato pancakes. Lefse does have potatoes in it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. 
I think. But any like I don't just I just don't eat Norwegian, Swedish, Scandinavian food very much. Sure. But like people are like, this is what we always make, and I love it. Mm-hmm. You know. You should come to my house for Christmas sometime because oh, we. No. <laughs> Uh, probably not, but unless unless your family's like the Weasley family from Harry Potter, <laughs> and it's gonna give me make sure to give me a gift, then I don't, I don't know. I'll make sure to get you a gift. Sure. Did I tell you the gift that my sister? Okay, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, my mom just got a Lefsa griddle for Christmas, and by got a Lefsa griddle, I mean we bought my mom a Lefsa griddle, so now she has to make us Lefsa. Because <laughs> there's no one those to- are the best gifts, aren't they? Yeah. Right. But also she'll eat the left side, so it's fine. No, that's like when we got my dad um, U.S. Open tickets, like the golf uh, one, the golf tournament that mm. was in uh, close by where we lived a couple years ago. So that, you know, we'd go with him. And mm-hmm. he, had, he could take us. <laughs> yeah. And it was on Father's Day, both years. Like, so we like, we got him the gift yeah. on Father's Day. And then we went the next year on Father's Day. Yeah. So it was like a double whammy. Nice. So I felt like I saved money. I did not, <laughs> but I felt like it did. <laughs> Nice. The best gifts are the ones you get to enjoy too. <laughs> did I did I tell you about the gift that my sister got me for Christmas? No. She got me this like uh, th- I don't even know how to It's uh a fart machine, I guess. It's like this little like a dollar store. You press a button and it makes a fart noise. She's like 16, right? She's in high school. Does she make money? Uh yeah, she works in the cafeteria. Well, she should get you a better gift than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the last couple of years though, she got me like the just like little paints and glue and mm-hmm. like a little like a cheapo wooden whatever. Sure. Like I think last year was a boat. The year before was uh, like a whole boat. Like something you'd get at a dollar store that you can glue oh. together, like a little wooden sure. whatever. Um, and she's like, here, make something with it. Uh, so I made an absolute monster of a man two years ago, and then I made him a kite last year. Uh, <laughs> I should, he looks a little bit Nigel Thornberry. Uh, if I can, if I still have the pictures, uh, I might tweet something out. Because so I think he's tucked away in a box somewhere now. He still exists. That one was supposed to be a race car. Uh, and you, so wait, you just make different things? Yeah. Like she's like here, oh, yeah, you're have cre- this thing. I forget. It. I forget. You're like creative, and I just like to follow the rules. <laughs> well, that's like, like it was just really interesting. That's why Lego is good for you, but it's also good for me mm-hmm. because Lego has instructions and it just tells me exactly what I need to do. I'm like mm-hmm. a cog in the machine. <laughs> okay, but following the instructions for a Lego set is still fun. I'm, I, I, yeah, but you can enjoy it both ways. That's true. I'm just not creative. No way. I think one of the most fun things with Lego is uh, that I've found anyway. Uh, is now I'm getting, I would say I'm getting into the modular buildings. I got one like seven years ago and then I got another one this summer. So, but it's just really nice. It's really pleasant to have just a bunch of minifigs out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, that's short for minifigures, uh, which are the little Lego people. I'm learning so what much most today. Most people call them. <laughs> uh, it's, and just like have a little display with them and have just like little stories everywhere and just they're they're having a good time. And it's great. You look at it and you're like, that's nice. That's pleasant. There was a few years back where, this probably would have been middle of high school, where I asked my grandparents just for like, for Christmas, just for a lot of like white plates um, mm-hmm. so that I could make it snow. Uh, and that's a I, that was a thing that I used to do. So I would make it, I would winterize 
oh, my modular buildings uh, every year around Christmas. Uh, and then they would sit like that until summer. <laughs> um, it was fun. I also didn't have enough coats for them, though, so there weren't many people outside. But uh, <laughs> there was a great passing of Lego figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, most of them were just hanging out inside then. Yeah, with trash can fires and stuff. <laughs> No, I didn't have any hobos with trash can fires, so that could have been kind of fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In any case, that's kind of like, it's not coming full circle, but coming like kind of uh, figure eight Mm -hmm. uh, into the middle. Like that's another one of those little things that's just kind of pleasant. Or just, okay, Mm -hmm. have I told, I know Ben walked in on me listening to this the other day. Uh, Have I told you about the Lego white noise thing? No. (laughs) Recently, Lego (laughs) dropped an album on Spotify that's, uh, white noise and it's all just like it's like shuffling through lego bricks or uh <laughs> like one of them one of them is called like i'll put a link in the in the doobly-doo but one of them is called like finding the the like searching for the one piece or whatever and so it's just like shuffling through shuffling shuffling and then you hear him pick up a piece and then he drops it back in and you shuffle 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 and it's it's just great it's <sighs> i listen to that while i do sure. homework Oh, you can listen to stuff while you do homework? If it's something like that, uh, I can't do a podcast or anything like that because um, then I'm trying to do both. I'm terrible. I can't multitask. Mm-hmm. I mean, people in general can't multitask, but um, if I'm going to use the more proper phrase, I can't switch between tasks quick enough. I can have music in the background, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's music I know well. Because it's music I don't know well, then I'm trying to listen to it, and I'm like, oh, do I like this? But if it's something I know well, then I can just kind of put it on, and it becomes white noise. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't do that too often anymore. But it can be nice to just have something to block out everything else, mm-hmm. um, and so you don't hear all the little, like, weird dings and dongs here, here in the dorm mm-hmm. or whatever. Which is why I think I have an easier time reading if I'm in, like, if I'm, like, at a cafe or something. Yeah, right. Just because then it's just, I have all that noise around me that I'm not focusing on at all, but it's just there and it's consistent enough that I'm not, I don't get distracted by all the little things. I can just kind of sit down and focus. I I do also find it easier, I think, to do. I don't want to say read when it's loud, but like like you said, when there's just like stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of has its own beat to it because then... It's just yeah, one thing for your brain to focus on, and then, and then it just kind of fades away. It's mm-hmm. like when you're in a room with something that smells, and your nose just gets used to it. Yeah. After a while. Mm. I was reading. Uh, never mind. You weren't reading anything. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I was gonna say I was reading uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but then I remembered. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's a bad experience. For yeah. Me, no. Has that come up on the podcast? That specific, not, not specifically that, but the, um, the, the your your adventure in South America. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what part should I tell of it. It's all really uh, good, except uh, for that one part. <laughs> <laughs> except for the one part that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So we were in South America. My brother was down there for the better part of a year before COVID hit, and then he came back to the states. But my family went down to visit him. Because, you know, when you're going to get down to South America mm-hmm. with someone who knows the lay of the land a little bit or knows how to get around and who speaks Spanish because no one else in our family speaks Spanish besides <laughs> my sister who's 
in high school. <laughs> so we went down there. We got to go to like Machu Picchu, which is definitely something everyone should go see if you have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. When we were in Peru, it was one of the most beautiful places I'd ever seen. Just lovely, 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 lovely. We got to uh, Machu Picchu. We woke up really early in the morning and we're one of the first buses on there. Um, and then we were at like, I think you're at like seven or 8,000 feet. And then you have to go up another like 2,000 feet to get to the site. Mm-hmm. And we were up there at like seven in the morning. It was pretty foggy. But we were one of the first people up there. So we got to this ledge where you kind of overlook the whole site because, you know, there's those mm-hmm. terraces mm-hmm. Um, built into the side of the hill. Um, and there's some the that hill. face the whole complex. Sure. And if you fall on the paths, they're like little like lookout points a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got out to one of the terraces and it was so early that nobody else was on the main site. Sure. So it was like one of the only times of the day that you can get an unobstructed view mm-hmm. of the whole place without people like littering it. Yeah. Um. So then you can really like just take it in mm-hmm. and it just, it's just, it's a beautiful place. They've got a, done a pretty good job keeping it up. Wonderful clouds breaking through. But if you're like me and live at like 500 feet <laughs> elevation and then you go to somewhere that's 10,000 feet, um, you feel like you want to die after mm-hmm. you take like 15 steps. So <laughs> please be more in shape than I was when you go down there. Just drink a lot of water is what I've, is what I've Wait, heard. And for. that helped. The issue with that is if you're not used to the water down there, that can also have other issues. Oh, gastrointestinal is, the, issues. is the water improve funky? It can be. The bottled water is fine. It's just different. Sure. Um, and so if your body's not quite used to it. Gotcha. Well, bring out your own water then. You can't bring water on a plane, really, though. Not if you have a carry-on that's entirely <laughs> full of water. Or not a carry-on. Uh, you have a checked bag that's just full of water. Can you do that? Because I know you can have larger liquids in your... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if... I don't know if there's a size limit on that. Yeah. Just crack open just a suitcase full of water. Not even in like a bag, right? Yeah, just loose water. It's just wet. (laughs) Oh, no, it's all soaked into the upholstery. Oh, man. Is it called upholstery if it's a... Probably not. Upholstery is furniture, I'll bet. It's considered furniture to me, so... My mom will tell me after the podcast comes out. (laughs) Um, Anyways, but we did that first. That was like the first half of our trip. And -hmm. then we went down to Chile where my brother was located. We flew into Santiago, which is the capital, got in at like really late, like 11 or 12 local time. And we decided that we were going to rent a car. So, we, But the rental car place didn't open until like 6.30 a.m. So we slept in the airport. Nice. Um, and by we, I mean everybody else in my family except for me because I was on watch duty and then no, everybody else was just sleeping. So I was, Oh, you didn't have like a rotating watch? No. I was doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> and... I assumed I could just sleep later. Mm-hmm. But I was up. I So I ended up being awake for like, oh, what would it be? Right? Like, you know, like far too many hours. Yep. And we were all we were a little cranky because we were like sleeping on uncomfortable benches and whatnot. Anyways, uh, we get a rental car and we go down a couple hours to the city of Valparaiso, which I think is the second largest city because mm-hmm. um, we got a like an Airbnb down there to you know enjoy the new year because it was right. It was the day we got there was New Year's Eve. Sure. Um, so then there were like fireworks that night. Um, okay, cool stuff. So we get down to Valparaiso. We go see some of the cool beaches that are down there. And we ended up, we went to around where our Airbnb was. And we park at the top 
of like a the roads are really windy but mm. we're parked it kind of at the top of a hill where it kind of splits off one kind of goes up one kind of goes down mm-hmm. and our there's like a little touristy area and then um like our airbnb were right there so we parked at the top of the hill walked down found where we were supposed to be and then went and ate at this local lunch place that was kind of in a tourist area so i don't know if it was really that mm-hmm. local or but whatever um but we go there and wait for the guy to let us into the air bnb because it was early and they said he was coming around like one when their check-in time was and so he gets there and we're like oh we should move our car down the hill a little bit so our bags are closer and so we do mm-hmm. move it down the hill we go and we talk to the guy for about 15 minutes we come back up the hill and uh or my sister and my dad go up ahead of my brother and i and then we see my dad signaling us and my sister's crying and in that 15 minutes apparently a group of people had come in a van and picked up a rock and thrown it at the back corner window of our car sure um and unlocked the car uh opened up like the back um and taken all of our suitcases so wait all this happened on the first day you were there uh, in Chile, yeah. Holy cow. I didn't realize this was the first day Not there. the first total day. Sure. But the first day we were in Chile. Okay. Uh, we had spent about four or five days in Peru. Sure. So we were like halfway through our trip. And this was the fir- like you had had this rental car for like... Oh, like... Six hours. Six hours, yeah. I didn't realize it happened that quickly. Yeah. It was like the same day. That's nuts. Um, so we were freaking out because mm. like, it was like everything. For me, mm. it was almost literally everything. Everything I didn't have on my person was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a couple books, chargers, headphones, like socks and underwear, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was left with um, my shoes, a pair of socks, like my shorts, a shirt, a coat, my glasses, thankfully. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I decided I'm not going to put my contacts in. I'm going to wear my glasses. Smart enough. Um, I guess yeah, like a, a fortuitous move. Yep. Uh, my phone and my passport, which was nice. Also fortuitous. Very, yeah. But my wallet was gone. Hmm. So we had to, like, I, we had to cancel, like, my debit card. I had to get a new license and stuff like that. Sure. Stuff anyways. Um, but we were, like, freaking out because, like, my sister had left her passport in the car. Mm-hmm. But, and everybody else had had one. But they had taken, like, all our bags. All, like, the the nice bags. My mom, my mom's, like, soft-sided bag was left behind because it i don't know they're just not worth resale value or, sure. or anything like that but they they had taken like everything so my brother went with the airbnb host and he took him like to the police station to like tell him what was happening and like call and cancel all our stuff that mm-hmm. was lost it was super it was incredibly depressing but it's just like the weird little things like my dad found his glasses in the car you know mm-hmm. like the, that that stuff wasn't taken because they had like gone into the because my dad had a like a backpack in the car too with like uh some of our travel information that stuff like that got taken and like some medicine that we had got taken and stuff too mm-hmm. but then like we found my sister was you know in tears because like she had a lot of expensive stuff that was that could have been taken too but we found like this one bag under a coat sure. that had like all her nice shoes and like <laughs> stuff like she was really like yeah, no upset kidding. that she would have lost and and her passport was in there too so it was incre- incredibly fortuitous that mm-hmm. we all had our passports yeah um and all had like identification yeah what um, would you do if you 
lost your passport. We would have to leave. We'd have to go to the uh, the embassy. Essentially, we our whole travel plans would have changed. We would have to go well, to yeah. go to the embassy, wait a couple of days for uh, us to get a new passport, and then essentially just leave because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have had like anything by that point. Or we would have been at the end of our trip because mm-hmm. um, we, we were planning on staying a couple more days, and we did in Chile. So yeah, we were we were able to stay and like just stick it out. Yeah, you know, like you'd wonder why they sell. <laughs> dollar pairs of underwear at the store yeah you know it's for people like me you know who needs and uh, who needs a change um so like we we had a like we had a box of something so we like taped mm-hmm. up taped that into the window and stayed a couple nights in valparaiso and then left down to go to linares which is where my brother was um mm-hmm. and well my brother was there so we had a, a couple extra pairs of clothes so we grabbed something from him stayed in an airbnb airbnb there with or a few possessions and then went out to uh this like cabin in the andes sure and we were like <laughs> we were like in some nissan ultima or something like that so like imagine this like little four-door car and <laughs> we got you what do you do is you drive chile's a very long thin country mm-hmm. and we were going toward argentina which was east mm-hmm. of like the main there's like one big long highway the highway that goes all the way down and like you have to go east on all these back roads um, and then we get to the place where we're supposed to go and it's like these back roads, like they go like by ranches. Like, sure. So they're like, they're not paved roads. Mm-hmm. They're like gravel roads. And, it's, and you're in a little Nissan Altima. We're like a little Nissan Altima. That's like, that's a stick shift. So like my, only my dad can drive it. <laughs> and we get to, you go up to like a police station mm-hmm. um, and then they let you through to go up to the cabin. Sure. Um, which is, it, it's like a, it's about an hour, like 45 minute hour long journey. Okay. And then after, and then after the police station, it just gets so much worse. <laughs> you sent, you go alongside of a mountain on like a one lane road. Sure. That's like, and it's like a 150 foot drop. Yeah. So what happens if somebody else is coming the other way? Yeah. Or do they have like a signal? For- no. <laughs> we were coming we were going around a quarter and these two motorcyclists were coming the other way. And like my dad almost hit one. And like you're literally like a foot, foot and a half from the edge, so like mm. you like all you can see to the bottom is nothing. And we're like my dad's driving stick, yeah. in this little car, and like literally every other car we saw there was this big truck <laughs> that was going uh, along, and so we were not did not belong there. Mm. Um, like going up and down hills with like essentially like rocks the size of your fist that are like you're driving on oh. essentially have like some of the time. But somehow, I do not know how we made it up there. Well, we made it 99.5% of the way there. We could see the cabin where we were going to stay. And it was like up a pretty steep hill. And my dad made it like halfway up the hill. And like we weren't going anywhere. And he's just like, ah, (laughs) whatever. We walked the 50 meters or whatever to get all our... Because we had to bring our own food and stuff up there too. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of broken eggs in the back. (laughs) And the car was completely dusty and... You know, a little scratched up, but but then that was one of the most serene experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally nobody. Um, there's a little creek running by the house. Cooked our own food over the fire. Nice. How high up were you in the Andes? We weren't like super high up, but like, were you like in the Andes or just kind of near them? We were kind of near them. I would okay. say more the foothills a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was it was incredibly beautiful up there. There was a stray dog and everything. <laughs> and follow. We climbed part of the mountain to try to get up to one of the waterfalls up there, my sister, my brother, and I. Mm-hmm. And this stray dog just followed us up there. 
You like climbed a ladder. <laughs> like part of the thing is you have to like climb a ladder, and he just he literally just climbed it. It was crazy. You guys have food in your pockets? No. You just you followed us. <laughs> no, but that was a good. Do you think he wanted your flash? Probably. We ended up being able to do our whole trip. It was just kind of we lost some stuff. Sure. Um, so that was like incredibly fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good experience to have. Wow. I would recommend going to South America if you mm-hmm. either know how to get around or have somebody who can do it for you. <laughs> I almost went to Guatemala this summer. Oh, Did yeah. I, mm-hmm. I told you about that, right? I think so. Yeah. I, and then uh, something happened. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I don't remember something, some kind of global. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. I yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't want to get demonetized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the all the money that that rolls yeah, in from mm-hmm. this, yeah, paying for my college tuition. Yeah, but it's just little things like that that <laughs> really make it worth it. I think no, life's worth it. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like I had another thought about the quote. Um. Oh, so with the, um, with what does it mean to live? Like, so we talked about kind of, uh, the little things and like having experiences and reflecting on those experiences. Uh, do you think there are other ways to live? Like, okay. So we, Mm. so we've kind of, I guess, uh, we should figure this out. Like, so we've agreed that like living in quotes is like, is like finding meaning. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what we've come up with. Okay. So then. Like, yeah, what are, I don't know, what are other ways to find meaning other than, like, experiences and reflecting and Jesus? Like, have we just kind of hit the big three? I think kind of. I think there's probably other ways to exist. Mm. Like, suboptimal ways to exist, you know, where you go through life and sure you do find joy in the small things, but the big things maybe just aren't there for you. Mm-hmm. You just kind of shuffle on through. Or, like, you're just, or you're just kind of, you are beat down, you mm-hmm. know, and it's hard to find joy in life. And that's a way to live. It's not a fun or exciting way to live, no. you know. But is that is that living or is that existing, according to this Oscar Wilde nonsense? Sure. I don't know, because like those negative experiences also can like, like if things get better, like those things flavor your life in a way that does make you appreciate things more too. Okay. It's like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Sure. You know, not just for people, but for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Or like, what is a, like, feel good stories or feel good because people often come from nothing and then they Mm -hmm. attain some modicum of success. Yeah. You don't have a feel good story. That's about someone who's already successful and then they continue to achieve success. Yeah. That's just kind of a story about someone who's already successful and just, there's no conflict and it's boring. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a way to live than just overcoming through grit and determination. Say that in a different way. In a different way. Sorry, that in a different way. Thank you. Mm. Um, Like is a way to live just to overcome the obstacles that are set before you and just to have a drive to be better. Sure. Okay. Hmm. Like improvement is that a way to live? Mm. Home improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
think we could just name this episode Tim Allen Grunt. I'd make him listen. <laughs> the description is just, oh. Um, but improvement. Yeah, I think that's, it's, it is another one of those, like we were talking about earlier, though, that just can, that can very easily just kind of consume you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I haven't improved enough or I haven't yeah. gone to this. Like when do you get there? Yeah, which is why again not full circle but like looping back i don't like uh another reason i don't like new year's resolutions because it's this like most new year's resolutions are just kind of vague like they're not uh, you know like smart goals you know like specific um measurable etc cetera, etc cetera. it's a whole acronym maybe i'll put a link in the thing but they're just kind of like oh i'm going to work out more this year and it's like great you've made a very all you've done is you've made a very vague goal uh, that won't tell you when you've hit anything and is going to make you feel bad when you uh, don't quote unquote work out more. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, that that's why most New Year's resolutions fail. And then also the fact that a year is a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right, it's hard to like visualize a year. Mm-hmm. It, like you can, it's, I think weeks are good ways to like look at things. It's like, it's just a very easy amount of time to grasp like mm-hmm. how long a week is, or especially like if you work or go to school, mm-hmm. because then you have like structure for it. Yeah. But especially like in, for a student who's like, there's a big break in the summer where everything's not going to be consistent in the same way. Yep. That just is a dream crusher yeah. or a goal destroyer. Gold Destroyer. Gold Destroyer versus the Moly Hater. <laughs> you cut that right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get that. And like during the school year, I like because of that transition, I find it difficult to budget because I just yeah. don't like, I don't have any consistent expenses. Yeah. It's mm. besides paying for school. And I don't have any like really consistent income either. Like during the summer, I'm working 40 hours a week, Mm. maybe 45, maybe getting some gain share. But like I can count on that 40 hours a week at $11 an hour or whatever I was making. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is how much I'm making. Uh, I can kind of budget out like this is how much I will. I'll save for school. This is how much I'll spend on other things. Like that's easy. Uh, During the school year, I'm like, especially like last semester as an RA, I don't have an income besides like donating plasma mm-hmm. which is semi-consistent but then also there's something that's like bah, you know yeah mm-hmm. i get you so, so now i've just rambled about budgeting <laughs> for the last minute and i don't know what it actually means but here we are something about goals oh yeah goal setting and Im- improvement that's where we were home improvement mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen the video that's like every Michael Jackson noise or whatever? <laughs> it's, like, it's like three minutes long and I think it's age restricted. <laughs> Bad. Some would say not good no. It's so funny though. There's one part where <laughs> just scrolling through the comments is great. Uh because they'll just like link to a time code and it'll be like Michael Jackson's last hee hee before he falls into the void. <laughs> it's so good. 
<laughs> it's such a good video. It's those little things, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> we, ben and I tried looking up a because we had watched that. They were like. We were thinking about Tim Allen. We're like, well, is there an every Tim Allen grunt video? It's like 15 minutes long, so it's too long. Mm. And some of the grunts aren't even Tim Allen. It's like other people imitating Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. Why does he do the grunts? Also, why doesn't Buzz Lightyear grunt ever? <laughs> Buzz Lightyear and Tim Allen from, of Home Improvement fame are completely different people, Noah. So that doesn't mean Buzz Lightyear couldn't have done it. Like when he's going around the, the Hot Wheels track or whatever, just do a quick like, oh. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would go over all the kids' heads. <laughs> They're like, who, who's this space mm-hmm. ranger and why does he sound like a monkey man? Like, because you can't, if he does it once, mm-hmm. he can't just do it once. <laughs> you say that. But he could. <laughs> you make me sick, no. <laughs> I did I did find a video of Buzz Lightyear doing like where they edited it into Alan Grunt and it just didn't it wasn't any good. Yeah, it, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I just need to make my own. That's a good mindset, no. <laughs> that's the thing with the internet. Sometimes most of the time you'll find what you're looking for. Like most of the time your none of your ideas are original mm-hmm. and somebody's already done it. Like underwater pants. I'm still not entirely sure on what underwater pants are. I already told you. It's I, like the stuff they use for diver's suits and a fishbowl. Oh, that's right. And so you fill the pants with yeah. water. and then It's a great idea. You can't bend at the hips at all. <laughs> you don't need hips. Yeah. Who needs hips? And then your legs are splayed out at a weird <laughs> angle. <laughs> it's kind of got a crab walk everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you're like a cowboy. You know, you've been riding on a horse a long time. You got the bow legs. Sure. Like self-imposed bull legs yeah. in a bull. They're bull legs. legs. Why do we do this? Did you tell me? But yeah, no, on the internet, most of the time, people have already uh, people have already done it. But sometimes they and there's a valve in the back to connect the water in, so you don't have to, like... Trying to find a place to stick the hose. Oh, see, I thought that was part of the challenge. <laughs> so is are there two valves? Is there one for draining and one for... Or you why never- would you want to drain it? <laughs> I hate that I knew that that's what you were going to ask the moment I said that. Are you sure you never want to drain it? Like, what if you... I mean, you take off the pants, Noah. <laughs> Do you leave the water in, though? Do you just have to dump the water? Are you saying? I want you like, to think about okay. this. So here's the thing. Like a regular person would. Here's the thing. You take off the pants. There, You got to put your feet somewhere. Yes. So there's holes in it, Noah. Obviously, the water's not going to stay in. But I assumed that it was sealed somehow yeah, around the, the, the leg. The spandex legs. Sure. That keeps the water in. Okay. What's so hard to picture about this? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how it You make the- me sound like I'm crazy now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how it keeps the water in. Because um, I was thinking about... They're a little too tight. <laughs> so your feet turn blue. Is it like one of those where it yeah, comes oh, it's what, a little like, bit you of You kind of have to shave. You know? Okay. Like, sure. To get shave a and seal. Like, and uh, rub on some like butter. Yeah, Vaseline. A yeah. little bit of something to mm-hmm. seal yeah, it. Like the stuff they use to keep cockroaches from climbing out of the, the tank. <laughs> what? 
I don't know what you're talking about. When you when you have cockroaches, Noel, they like to they they have enough strength to push the top top off of the cave, the, their cage. If it's like one of those mesh ones. So then, are what you talking you about do, people who own cockroaches or people who capture cockroaches? Uh, or people both? who own them, you know, like you just got like fifteen or forty-six, <laughs> you know. But what you do is you put Vaseline at the top of the 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 box so that they can't crawl out because they'll get they'll get sticky on their 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 fingies, mm. and they don't like that very much. Also, did this experiment in seventh grade? Cockroaches can't swim. <laughs> the Madagascar hissing cockroach does not swim. And do you know why they hiss, Noah? Why do they hiss? They contract their exoskeleton and force the air out. Huh. I know too much. You know why we don't have to be afraid of big bugs, though? Bugs don't have lungs. That's why we don't have to be afraid of big bugs. Like bugs getting real big, you know? Like there's a there's a size limit on bugs. Sure, I thought that was directly proportional to how much oxygen's in the atmosphere. I mean, there's that too, but also, yeah, because so I mean, if, unless we start pumping more oxygen, if we breathe more, then the bugs will get smaller. Is what that's what you're telling me? Everybody breathe a lot more. Actually, see, two breathes per breathe. Everyone go. <laughs> Wait, how do you? <laughs> you two breathes per. Breathe. You got to double breathe, twice as much as often. It's like when in, uh, what is it, 1871, Thomas Running invented running by trying to walk twice at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That tickles me a little bit more than it should. But I mean, there is that. So also we need to cut down more treats if we want bugs to be smaller. Hmm. I guess they'll pump more. We're already doing it, though. Yeah. That's already happening. So it's really with the breathing thing. So the more carbon dioxide we pump into the atmosphere, the smaller bugs get. I'm suggesting... I don't know if that's true, though. I think it's less oxygen. Sure. But if, if we increase the amount of carbon dioxide, that will proportionally decrease the amount of oxygen. It'll just make the world denser. It'll make the air denser if we can just like keep pumping in more CO2. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then the bug, oh, then we'll also get smaller probably. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you stumped us. Yeah, no, it's directly proportional to the amount of oxygen in the air because they don't have lungs. So they. They just absorb it through their pores or whatever, whatever not pores they have. Stoma. Yeah, that stuff. That's plants. Maybe uh, do bugs have stoma? I don't remember. You, the life science major, is asking me something Um, else? I'd look, it's been a long time since I thought about bugs breathing, but they, uh, yeah, it's directly proportional to the, because of the, because if they get too big, then their surface area to volume ratio is too small, and then they can't get enough oxygen. It's an issue. Yeah, which is why we do not have to fear big bugs, because I can't imagine the oxygen level in the atmosphere is going to change that drastically uh, between now and the time we die. So, so you and I don't have to worry about yeah, big bugs. Yeah, I'm saying I'm not when saying they the listen ro- to this, this and the, like 
1500 years yeah maybe they have could be bugs. wildly different they could have massive absolutely massive bugs maybe there would be massive people too though i think they're i think we really should just shrink again imagine we if probably should were 600 just, feet we probably tall. should just shrink again because mm. then we probably like use less food and stuff that's how that works right yeah so those scandinavians again eating all the calories getting super big you know, you cut that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my uh, favorite Star Wars not theories. Uh, is that the so the people in Star Wars they look like humans, right? Mm, but they're not. No, they're not. They're actually six hundred feet tall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know. We just don't have <laughs> we, a good scale. For yeah, it. <laughs> we don't. We don't have any actual Earth things to scale them by. <laughs> It makes zero difference to the movie. So midi cloins are actually uh, regular people living in their blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> actually, no, that's my second favorite. My favorite is the bigger Luke theory. Have I told you about bigger Luke? No. So the bigger Luke theory is that there are two Lukes. Um, and the evidence for that, there's a whole website on this. Uh, I will link this in the uh, show notes. So uh, the evidence for there being two Lukes is that they, they base the scale for the bigger Luke on Han Solo because there are a lot of scenes with them in the same scene. Um, and sometimes Luke looks a little bit taller than in other scenes. Some people say this might just be camera angles, shoes, different floor heights. No, two Lukes. There's a regular, there's regular Luke and there's bigger Luke. An offshoot of this theory is the smaller Luke theory, but I don't believe in that, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so bigger Luke exists in A New Hope uh, and Empire Strikes Back, but bigger Luke dies uh, in the cave scene on Dagobah. So the the vision of Darth Vader that he sees that is like and he cuts off his head and the helmet explodes it's like oh it's my face and it's like oh it's he not a dark side it, vision you just kind of see it yeah but it's not a dark side vision it's literally just him killing bigger luke in a darth vader suit some so, argue that this can't be true because we still see some size discrepancies in episode six but that's all just like i don't know man that's just perspective but the that's why the smaller Luke theory doesn't work though, because bigger Luke is because clearly he's bigger Luke because Darth Vader is bigger than regular Luke. Mm. And that's bigger Luke. <laughs> I guess I got to tell my story. So. Okay. I guess I can't really say anything. <laughs> Should probably wrap this up now. <laughs> that Should we? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we're about an hour 30 in. Yeah. We're probably, this is one of our longer ones. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, are we going to wrap it back to the quote, or are we just going to cut it off? No, now? we have to. Okay. Think of a way. Um, bigger Luke. Uh, that's how I find my movie. That's how... I'm just impressed that somebody took the time to, like, like honestly, look this up. It is fabulous that somebody took the time to write all of this up and just... And, that yeah, and again, they talk about the, you know, bigger Luke dying in the cave on Dagobah. And then they do have a bit like that at the end where they're like, some people say that you can still see some, you know, some bigger Luke in episode six, but that's just tricks of the camera or whatever. You know, like calling back to that whole thing and just making the whole thing a mess, proving the whole thing's a joke. It's fantastic. Uh, 
the fact that somebody took the time to write all of this and work it all out is just phenomenal. <laughs> well, those are cool. Is it art to do that? I think that's art. I, I'll, I'll let you think that. I don't know. Well, like, what else would it be? I don't know, spite? You <laughs> <laughs> said it's somebody like making fun of Star Wars fan. Actually, I mean, that is what it is. It's somebody making fun of Star Wars fan theories. All those videos with the red circles and the arrows and the mm. 10 things you missed and whatever. But, yeah. And if that's where somebody finds meaning in life. <laughs> Good for that. If that's how you live is by making up meaningless fan theories. Then I guess Oscar Wilde would be proud of <laughs> And shouldn't we all be more like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that note, uh, let's see. So we have an email. Mm. Illogically you, sound. It, they, they already know it, Noah. I'm going to repeat it again because that's what we do at the end of the episode. This is, the, this is how we close. Otherwise, I'll never get any closure and then I'll be <laughs> editing and I'll be like, why didn't we get any closure? Uh, and then I'll feel that for the yeah. rest of my days. Mm-hmm. I'll feel it in my bones. <laughs> Is that the bones noise? Yeah. <laughs> it's also my leaves rustling noise and uh, my digging through a pile of confetti noise. <laughs> Fair enough. So email illogically sound podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to tweet at us um, at ill sound podcast uh, on Twitter. We don't have any other social media. Um, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have a anything else. I think that's it. I think that's where we are. I think yeah. that's what we do. That's about it. Uh, yeah. We exist in real life uh, as Noah Arnold uh, and you. Jacob Donald Bitter. Him. Thanks for letting me say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about saying your name, but then I'm like, well, that'd be weird mm. if I said you this time. But then I didn't. I've just been stabbed, so I guess we uh, we need to end this episode. Uh, I'm Noah Arnold. I'm Jacob Bitter. signing off. Oh, yeah, signing off. That's what we do. I feel like I ended the last episode like that, too, where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, you know? <laughs> Goodbye. Good night, everybody. I hope it's night. Then Otherwise, that'd be weird. You're still talking. Just end yep. it. <laughs> Okay, so we can kind of do whatever we want now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should I do my... Yeah. Welcome to... ASMR Hydro Flask. (laughs) What What noise are you making? (laughs) Ha <laughs>
totally not hitting the mic at all. <laughs> I can't even take a drink. Why do you do this? <laughs> Were you trying to make the worst noise possible? <laughs> you succeeded, my friend. I can't wait to tack this out to the end of the episode. Ugh. Or never. Or never. Hello and welcome to another episode of Logically Sound. <laughs> we are a wreck today. Do I need to take that again, do you think? Um, go for mm-hmm. it. Okay. We'll try to start semi-professionally. Composure. <laughs> That's what happens when we don't record for a while. We don't get any of this out. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 